Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning into the Vine and Branches podcast. My name is Allie O'Neill, and today we're going to be talking about the communication issue. So this is going to be the second episode through my marriage series that I'm doing, and the final episode is going to be tomorrow, and my husband Brian is going to be joining us, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into communication and some other tips that we've learned along uh, the line of our marriage. So the first thing about communication is it always starts with love and respect. So this is a resource that you're going to hear me use a lot anytime that I talk about marriage. And I use the book, The Language of Love and Respect, and this is by Dr. Emerson Egriches. If you are a friend of ours and you've gotten married, you've probably gotten a copy of this book as a gift because we love this resource so much that we want to share it with other people because it was just uh, transformational in our marriage. So the book pretty pretty much sums up that a woman needs love and a man needs respect. So without love, a woman's going to react without respect to her husband. And without respect, a man is going to react without love to his wife. And you have to understand how crazy of a cycle this is. They actually call it the crazy cycle in the book because you the woman is waiting to feel loved and she isn't going to give that respect to her husband until she feels the love and vice versa for the man. So if they're both sitting around waiting for the other one to respect them and love them, then they're going to be sitting in this cycle and in this rut that they can't seem to get themselves out of. So the other thing about love and respect is that it really needs to be unconditional. So in Ephesians 5.33, it says that each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And then in Ephesians 22-33, through we're going to look at verse 33 where Paul pins God's command. Now I I want to jump onto command because this is a command, not a suggestion. That husbands must love their wives and that wives must respect their husbands. So what's even more important than that is that it's unconditional. We don't give it if we get it. We're always giving. We're always giving that love. We're always giving that respect. So I, I think that this is a really great place to start to gauge yourselves. I want to give you an example. So sometimes we can, as women... We can say things in a way that a man feels disrespected. So I know that sometimes I can say some things to my husband that may make him feel feel like I'm putting him down or talking to him as if he's stupid. Well, that's not my intent at all. But we have to think about the words that are coming out of our mouths. So the other day, um, our dog peed on the carpet. And my husband had to get the shampooer out and he wasn't happy. And I'd come up the steps from, you know, having a shower and I already noticed that he was annoyed and I saw him getting the plug for the vacuum and he plugged it into a command strip that was pretty full already. And I had made the comment, don't put that plug in there because it'll blow a fuse. 
Number one, it was ignorant on my part because I knew nothing about electricity. (laughs) So that wasn't even right. So that probably annoyed my husband. But number two, I was giving him a command to not do something. Although I was trying to help, I was being disrespectful by the way that I was talking to him. Now, in the moment, I didn't understand because I was thinking of my intentions. And that's usually where we both, men and women, jump to. They're like, but my intentions were good. I meant well. And although we meant well, that's not how it came across. And we have to be so careful with the way that we're communicating things. Because that made him feel disrespected. I didn't understand at the time because I didn't pull myself away from it how I was disrespecting him. And then he gave me the silent treatment afterwards because he was upset that I wasn't hearing him out and understanding where he was coming from. So then I felt unloved. He wasn't, uh, he didn't want to cuddle with me on the couch. He didn't really want to be around me because of that feeling of disrespect and then was withholding that love from me. Now, I'm not saying my husband's right or I was right in the situation. But in that situation, it probably would have been good for him to give me love back. Even though I screwed up because that love that I need should be unconditional. As the same way as I should have given him the respect that he needed, regardless of how unloved that I felt. So the next part in communication is that the issue is seldom the real issue. This goes for men and women. So sometimes in arguments, we write off things by saying, if only she weren't so sensitive or if only he weren't so touchy. But those really aren't the real issues. So for example, when he hasn't called and gets home late for dinner, And then the wife is going to erupt in criticism and tears. And then she jumps to saying that he's unloving human being. The real issue there isn't that he's late or her bitter criticism of his integrity. The real issue is that she's feeling unloved. So then she starts angrily attacking his character and he feels disrespected. And after all, she knows that he often has to work late. It's part of his job. So a good example for this was yesterday. Um, My husband told me he was going to be home a little bit after four. And we had plans to meet up with um, our cousins to do a double date that night. So I said, okay, I will have a snack out on the counter for you when you get home since dinner will be a little bit later. I'll make sure our son Owen's ready. I just had everything all planned out. So... I look at the clock and it's 4.45 and my husband is just walking through the door. And I had stressed myself out a little bit. And it wasn't the fact that he came home late, but that he didn't send me a text message and let me know that he was going to be late coming home. So deep down, I was feeling unloved because he didn't feel the need to include me in what was happening. Now, he meant well. He just didn't think to text me and let me know that he was going to be a little bit later. And maybe he had assumed that, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but it was to me and I overreacted. So the issue, that's when I say the issue is seldom the real issue. The issue wasn't that he came home late. The issue was that I felt unloved because he didn't reach out to me. And to men, 
some of this might just sound really dumb to you guys. And you're like, well, I don't even see what the big deal is. What is the issue? This is where we need to work on our communication and we need to come together. You may not understand your wife and your wife may not understand you, but we still need to try to understand that love and a respect is a component. If you ever have a question, ask if it is going to make your wife feel unloved and then take the proper steps you need to take. The same thing for a woman. Think, is this something that's going to disrespect my husband? Engage it off of that. Use love and respect as a gauge. So the other thing is that, and this is hard to understand, but you need to stay off each other's air hose. And here's what I mean by that. We need to realize that the that the wife in the relationship is going to need love just as she needs the air to breathe. And we also need to know that the man is going to need respect just as he needs air to breathe. This isn't a, well, maybe I could do without it. This is something that they need. So what I mean by staying off each other's air hoses, don't cut off their, their air source. Don't cut off what they need to breathe, to live. Because if we cut that off, we're cutting off our lines of communication to each other. So I mentioned before unconditional. This is something that in communication is important and I'm going to reiterate it. Unconditional really does mean unconditional. It doesn't mean that you pick and choose when you are going to feel like you're going to communicate or you're going to pick and choose when you're going to love or respect your spouse. This needs to be an energizing cycle that's going to keep going on and on. So another thing that is going to be important in communication is openness. So Sometimes we go through something in the day and we don't want to necessarily talk about it and we don't want to be open about these things. We have a tendency to be withdrawn or preoccupied and it makes our spouse think that we have no intention of being tender and transparent with them. So transparency and tenderness is important, especially for the woman, because usually if you sit down when you come home from work and the wife says, so how was your day? If the husband doesn't ask her back, she gets a little annoyed. It may not be as important to the husband to dish out all the details of how his day went, but maybe the woman wants to verbally process or she feels loved by sharing this information. So openness is really important. Also, there is conquest. And this is a a recognition and thanking for a desire to work. This is something that men tend to like. They like that conquest, the recognition or the thanks of their desire to work. So um, this isn't the same for all men, but I know that at least growing up in my home, my dad would like to hear if he did something around the house, you know, for my mom, just a simple thank you. Like, Hey, honey, thank you for doing the dishes today. Or you could even go as far as, 
hey, honey, I know you work really long shifts or you work a long time and it takes a lot of effort to do the dishes when you're tired. I really appreciate you taking that burden off my plate. It's showing appreciation that you not only notice it, but you notice the hard work that he's doing every day. This is also great for wives too, even stay-at-home moms, because I think that in relationships we kind of get comfortable and the wife is staying home and doing all these things. And though it's expected of her because she's staying home and she's taking care of the household, the thanks and the recognition may kind of get put out of the equation. So I know at least for me, not speaking for all women, but for me, especially when I do a full deep clean of the house and my husband comes home and he says, wow, it smells great in here and it looks good. Thank you for taking care of the home. That means a lot to me because he doesn't need to say it every day, but that recognition every once in a while feels great. Um, Another thing is when we're doing prayer at dinner, my husband has an amazing way of throwing in there, you know, bless this food and thank you my to my wife for preparing it. Or thank you for all the hard work that my wife does. He's even thanking me in prayer, which means a lot to me. Um, so we can always do that. Building our prayer life is important in a, in a marriage as well. So then there's a hierarchy. So this is really good for men. This is thanking your man for his motivation to protect and provide for you. As women, we really appreciate what a man is protecting and providing for us, but it may not be something that we're communicating or verbalizing, but this may be something that your man would like to hear. It's also an authority, so acknowledging his desire to lead and don't subvert his leadership. This is really hard, especially in today's day and age. We think, well, I'm the woman and I'm equal to you and I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. If you remember my Proverbs 31 spiel, women are individuals and we don't need to submit to our husbands in a way where we're not having individuality and we're not using the gifts that God gave us. However, the man in the relationship has this natural ability to lead his household, household to protect and to provide for them. So when we're demeaning that authority and that hierarchy and putting our husbands down, that's making them feel disrespected. And it's going to put a breach in that communication because then when we're trying to communicate with them, it's like their line's going to be turned off and they don't want to hear anything that's coming out. So we also want to think about relationship with a man and value his desire for you to be his friend and stand shoulder to shoulder with him. Sometimes that shoulder to shoulder time is what's most important. For I know for my husband, when we sit down on the couch, we don't need to talk. I'm a talker, but he doesn't always want to talk. He just likes that shoulder to shoulder time. We don't even need to be watching something together. Um, If he is playing a game on his phone and I'm watching something or we could be doing two completely different things, but that shoulder to shoulder time is important to him. And then there's sexuality. Now we need to respond to our husband's need for sexuality and not deprive him of it. Okay. Okay. 
This is important in communication as well. You may be like, how does sex have to do with communication? But if you think about having a relationship with your husband, actually, we were having this discussion last night at our double date, was that what do you expect if you're cutting your husband or your wife off from sex and then you want them to be loyal to you? Now, this is not a good excuse for a man or a woman to go out and cheat. However, this is usually where it stems from. So for men, it's, it is important that we respond to that need for their sexuality. And we hear them out. And that's part of the communication is hearing out what their needs are. Um, and understanding that this is something that is vital to y'all's relationship. So all these things are for, are for men, but then we have the woman side of it. And the first one's closeness. We want men to be close. And this is not just when we want sex, but this is when we want to experience time with our spouse. And we just want to feel that closeness to them. We just want to sit next to them on the couch. We want to hug here or there. Um, You know, a little back scratch. Just that physical affection and closeness is important for women. Also, openness. We want our man to open up to us, to talk and not to be closed off. So when a man starts acting angry or disinterested, it makes us feel unloved. Then there's understanding, and this is a huge one, at least in my marriage. And some of these are going to be more magnified for some of you than others. But when I have a rough day or a situation with a friend and I'm seeking my husband for counsel, I don't want him to fix the situation. I just want him to listen. Men, I know you want to protect And you want to provide. And you also want to help fix. Because you hate it when you see someone you love hurting. And this is just a natural tendency for my husband. He wants to fix and give me advice. And I think he tends to think that, you know, I want advice. So an effective way that I have used to come forth is I've said, Hey, Brian, I want to talk to you about something. I don't need advice. Can you just listen? And that kind of triggers him to be like, okay, so I don't need to be thinking about how I need to fix this situation for her. I just need to listen to what she has to say. Then he's more engaged and he sits here and he's quiet. And then afterwards, if I want some sort of feedback, I need to ask for it because he's like, well, I probably need to be walking on eggshells here and be careful with what I'm saying because I don't want to seem like I'm trying to fix it after she just asked me to just listen. Peacemaking is important. There's a power in saying, honey, I'm really sorry. This is for men and women. Peacemaking is so important. And sorry is such a hard word to say, especially when we don't feel that we are in the wrong. But listen to the word that I'm saying, feel. We're not feeling that we are wrong. But what if we thought we were wrong? So let's say that I did something and I really felt that that was the right thing to do in that situation, but it's not, I shouldn't have done that. So rather than going off of my emotion, 
I should be going off of my brain and what I actually think. Think about how your spouse is going to take that thing that you did to gauge whether it was right or wrong. And then say sorry. I don't understand why such a word is so hard for people to say. I think it's because a lot of us just think that we have to be right. So if we're people who think we have to be right, that sorry component is really difficult for us. So people out there who don't say you don't hear the S word from them often, it's probably because they tend to always want to be right. And it's tough. I don't think any of us likes being wrong. It's not a fun experience, but we need to learn to be peacemakers. It's so much easier at the end of the night um, to apologize to each other before you go to bed. Because sometimes when you sleep on it, it can be much worse. You've probably heard the advice, don't go to bed angry. And this is advice that my husband's given many times. And it's true. Because we can stew on these things and we can think about them and it magnifies. So peacemaking is important. Also loyalty. Always assure your wife of your love and commitment. So my husband told me, actually before we got married, he said, listen, I don't like to, to use the L word much. I Because I feel if I overuse it, it doesn't... It doesn't mean as much. That was hard for me to hear as a woman because to know that I have his loyalty, that affirmation is important for me. Words of affirmation is a love language of mine, but it's also important because it shows me his love and commitment to me. So maybe some men out there, you know, this is something that's really vital as well. Uh, I know, I know that men want a loyal woman. So I know that that is important, but their, uh, their verbal assurance that they need is probably not as high as one of a woman. And of course, like when we go through the podcast tomorrow with my husband, I can ask him more of that because he's going to have way better insight on being a man since I am not one. And finally, esteem. Your wife wants you to honor and cherish her. So if you go back to the Proverbs 31 woman, she wants to be a wife of noble character. And for you to give her that esteem and say you're proud of her and that you honor her and cherish her is important. So it really boils down to the acronym couple and chairs. So couple is typically for women and chairs is for men. So once again, couple is closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, esteem. Chairs is for men and it is conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationship, and sexuality. If you can remember these two acronyms, the words and what they mean, I honestly believe that this will help with your communication. And this will open up some of the communication barriers that you have because these align with love and respect for a man and woman and they have to do what's with what is important to the other and so many times we worry about what our needs are and having our needs met that we focus that on that so much that we're putting our spouse to the side and we're saying hey I value myself more than I value you because I'm worried about you filling my love meter versus giving you respect or 
I'm worried about having my respect meter filled versus giving you love. So if we can be unconditional, we can keep each other in mind and we can be open and honest, even when that honesty is hard, I believe that the communication will get better. But most of all, I want to leave you with stop the crazy cycle. Unconditional love, unconditional respect. Don't keep the cycle going because you put a rut in your communication and you're closing off that line of communication. So with that being said, this is a phenomenal source, okay? The Language of Love and Respect. It's a great book. Again, it's Dr. Emerson Egrich's. They also have a workbook that you can do together. And Brian and I loved the workbook. It was fun because it brought up different questions. It's not going to be all fun and games when you go through this workbook because there are some tough questions that come up and you need to answer them honestly as a couple. So you can do, you can go through the workbook together and I... I encourage reading it on your own, maybe highlighting if you're a highlighter, important things or things that stick out to you that you want to bring up in conversation, and then doing the questions together if this is a resource that you'd like to use. Um, Another great resource has been um, by Gary Chapman, and it's the five love languages. This was really helpful for both of us in communication because we learned how to communicate through each other's love languages. These are two resources we use. We've used a bunch of other ones too. We've done the fireproof study. Uh, we've We've done a lot of studies together that are really helpful, but... Uh, those, the first two are absolute favorites. You don't have to do them, um, but I do reference them sometimes in the podcast, especially when we're talking about marriage. So tune in with me tomorrow as I have Brian in on the podcast, and we're going to be talking about communication a little bit further. We're going to be talking about some struggles that you could have in your marriage. And especially, I think uh, I'm going to talk to him about giving some advice on long-distance relationships. And this is going to be for people who are married or not married because we did the two-and-a-half-year distance relationship. And uh, it's hard. It's hard on a marriage, but it it brought us closer together. So uh, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Feel free to leave a comment on my social media and what you think, if there's things that I can improve on, because I'm here for you as listeners. And I will be speaking with y'all tomorrow. Have a blessed day.